21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Jorn, what connections do you make between metaphysical theory and health technology? Something like what is the relationship between mind and matter or something else? Yeah, that's a big question uh, to begin with, uh, Martin. I had a long sort of journey through an academic career doing philosophy of science work uh, for a long time, and I still have some activity. The leap into a startup concerned with health technology uh, it struck me at first that there was no seeming correlation between having the sort of philosopher hat on or a cosmology hat uh, and on the other hand, having an entrepreneurial and health mm -hmm. uh, tech focused lens. But I found that it's uh, actually the um, connecting point resides in energy and in light itself. So when you map out the cosmos or you, you know, try to understand scientifically mm -hmm. how we know our universe, a lot of that is written in mathematics and equations and multiple forces, and it's a complex structure theoretically. But at the core, it's really about how we understand light in the universe as the basic starlight is the force that gives birth to all things, including ourselves. We revolve around it, uh, we depend on it, and it's the most important thing in our lives that we tend to take for granted because we have a body clock that is in tune with it. And so we think of the sun in our own solar system, for example, as a, uh, what do you think about? Like vitamin D, don't get burnt, get a little bit here, but not too much. I mean, that's the relationship we have to the sun. So it's, uh, it's rare to stop to think about that kind of energy that is actually that we're bathing in every day and that is uh, those are fundamentals for life and so the leap to the health tech company that mm -hmm. i'm now leading is uh we've developed a unique solution using infrared, near infrared and red light specifically. And these are wavelengths that are very, very highly present, but we do not normally see them. Infrared is in the invisible part of the spectrum, but it's shown that it has certain benefits. And so mm -hmm. we built a company with uh, on the basis of being able to make a device that could take these very powerful effects of these wavelengths that are part of the sun's natural spectrum and take that concentrated dose, so to speak, and actually create a device for it that you can use um, yourself at home. Uh, so that would be, I suppose, the link between the cosmos um, and uh, the device that we have made.
by the way, when you say uh, shown the benefits, uh, what kind of studies are you talking about? Well, this uh, field is sometimes known as photobiomodulation. It's called red light therapy, uh, infrared. It's got various names, but it's been researched heavily for, I'd say, over 50 years. So NASA started developing this in the early 2000s. Mm. Uh, they had test programs with red and near infrared light because they realized that uh, they they learned that astronauts don't really heal when they're in space, and so they were looking for technologies that might have like improved their healing capacity. Because if an astronaut gets cut, yeah. it will take forever to, uh, to you know, to to heal the wound in space. And so there's about 15,000 peer-reviewed studies or so on mm. photobiomodulation. It is a field that is it's starting to tip into a kind of mainstream awareness it has not yet found. It's still very marginal. Most people have not heard of it. But it has actually been uh, studied for a long time and used by, besides NASA, also, you know, Olympic athletes and wealthy people and people who are really into health optimization have discovered that you can, you know, put a certain light on your wall and like it would, it has effects on the body. So it's starting to become not yet a thing, but it's, you know, there's um, been done a lot of work around it and it's in development. And what we found what I found when I came into this project is that nobody has really heard of it in the mainstream sense yet, because nobody has really made it so easy to use that you can just integrate it into your everyday activity, that you don't need to be, you know, very specially into that technology to use it. So we designed the first wearable and portable version of infrared therapy, uh, like designed for people and for humans to use. And so... Part of the mission that we have with this is that we believe this is the kind of technology that is about to tip into mainstream awareness, that it's if you can design something that people would really use every day uh, or uh, as often as they would like, only you know 10 minutes at a time, and to actually see those kinds of benefits, if you can make the, uh, people aware of it, uh, it's an obvious thing that you would want to have in your home or with your family or you know for yeah. if you are an active person and, and so on. And for all those entrepreneurs that are maybe now in the same phase of having something not in the mainstream awareness, what would be your advice? So you started with crowdfunding. I mean, we had a very, a very special circumstances for this. Uh, so uh, when we came together, we're four founders. Uh, and uh, I have with me a brilliant inventor, the engineer who basically could read all the NASA research and the PubMed studies and say, hmm, I'm just going to make something myself and be able to make it. Uh, and a medical doctor who uh, has like worked for over 20 years on these photobiomodulation, different kinds of laser lights, been experimenting with this or using it on patients. Uh, she's treated over 10,000 patients with this, you know, mm -hmm. and has been dying for a way to get this into people's homes because she's seen the effectiveness. Uh, and third, we had, a, you know, a supply chain uh, genius based in Asia, where the inventor was also that was able to, that enabled us to be able to make the product ourselves, like source it in and get it manufactured without relying on a third party mm -hmm. factory in China. 
Uh, and then so my job was to sort of take it to market. Uh, so the biggest challenge, of course, is like, uh, how do you market something that is not yet a category mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that doesn't yet exist? And how do you convince people? So we decided to take it to crowdfunding first, and we managed to hit, uh, make a campaign work really well. Uh, we sold over a, for over a million dollars in the first month or so. Was it an so, so excuse me an awareness uh, campaign or how did you do it? So you have something that is NASA level, and yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, we uh, sold pre-orders of the product so we basically uh. pitched the product on crowdfunding we had a few units we made ourselves but we said hey there's this device and we could show you know what we could of users who've used it already and and validate that we had had it made and they could rely on us but basically they would put a you know a 400 or 500 dollars down mm. like and get it three months later three to six months later uh, which is the sort of crowdfunding model Because we were able to sort of find an audience there among early tech adopters that were also had health concerns. And so in this case, like, you know, we were working with a device that has pain relieving effects like inflammation reduction, uh, like improves a lot of conditions for recovery for athletic minded people. So we had things that we could market and show and benefits okay. uh, and so on. So validation is something is and validation, validation is very important. Validation is uh so much more important than we knew when we we knew it when we started but we had no idea how it's always going to be the refrain. So even when we thought we had it fully validated, we saw the science and we knew that it worked, we talked to the patients or like the, the people who tried it. But just to convince people at the other end just through a digital surface when you can't show it, right? Mm-hmm. uh like that these uh, this is something you might try that you don't know what it is uh consistently we found validation to be the theme and that is even true now we've sold 12,000 and we're sort of getting into a new league like it was actually harder after crowdfunding because crowdfunding uh has a relatively uh what's the word i'm looking for uh it's an audience that is uh, favorably disposed they're okay like they're the ones who are into trying the new and the latest right so once we were out of crowdfunding and we have you know we're selling it on our in our web shop an e-commerce model then you're suddenly competing in the most cutthroat environment ever where like consumers mm. are expecting to get the same kinds of purchasing conditions and shipping terms and smoothness of transaction and everything that they would from like you know a billion dollar retailer online or something right you're suddenly competing on that same level for consumer attention um so we thought we had it all validated with the first four and a half thousand units through indiegogo and then we had to reinvent that for a new level where people are really um really difficult to find uh like to get people just 
like the skepticism, I, I suppose, mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is still there. And you have to constantly prove with more and more studies and more and more testimonials and more and more high authority, like doctors, athletes, and, and so on. And was, was there any analogs or antilogs, or was it just a leap of faith? For that kind of technology, is there a minimum valuable product or you you needed to 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 make it 100% mm-hmm. finished before you started? What what what's what's the process for that specific technology? Yeah, so for this particular kind of hardware, we had no choice but to make it all the way through to something uh-huh. sellable. We can try it. We did a lot of trials with uh, sort of friends and close people and recruits and stuff with earlier prototypes. But in order to sell this kind of product, um, especially something that is concerned with health, that people have, like the ones who are likely to buy it, have a need for it, or they feel they have a need for it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, difficult to with even on crowdfunding to say, you know, it's going to take three to six months for you to get the product, right? Because they're like buying it for, you know, pain relief or or something. So we had to go through the, the motions of actually making it, you know. Uh, so the minimal viable product in this case, I think, was um, was the product itself, mm. really, for the hardware. And was then to demonstrate. Um, I would say the market risk was bigger than the technical risk. Mm-hmm. Like we had control of the product. Um, but, uh, I mean, I was, I was handed a device and we didn't know quite what the route would be and how, where is our sort of more favorable audience. So in the early stages, we were in the pool with so-called red light therapy companies. So companies that would sell like mm-hmm. wall panels or light bulbs or some stationary ways of getting similar, but not, uh, but not infrared, just, uh, they would have similar wavelengths. So Uh these particular uh wavelengths you can get in a different device if you, you know, buy Uh a stationary version. Um, and so our edge was that we, you know, like it's a wearable portable, you can take it anywhere. It just completely changes how you can go about using it. And so we came in wanting to be sort of an anti-log of everything existing (laughs) in the space already. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we found uh, after a while and learning from uh, like from customers and from like where the uptake was that increasingly we see this as a piece of so-called recovery tech. There is a, a booming sector within sports technology. It's called recovery technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have seen some of these like massage guns. That's a big sales phenomenon. And there's like compression mm-hmm. boots and there's cryotherapy therapy for athletes. There's all kinds of things are being like this is a space that's really opened after we we started our company that has mm. become a large thing, and so uh, we realized we have an analog in that in that sector, which is uh, that it's a recovery technology, it's a recovery device, and that's how we are positioning it now with uh, like sports, but not only for sports, but sports mm-hmm. professionals as part of the validation. Um, that can vouch for this actually working and their physios or doctors to also vouch for the kind of treatment. Um, so we have very recently uh, started a partnership with Casper uh, Rude, who is, uh, for any of your listeners interested in tennis, he is uh, one of the world's uh, top tennis talents. He was ranked number three last year in the world. And we had a trial with him end of last year and uh, he was so in pressed by it and excited by it so we like he invested in the company and we're using him as a brand ambassador this year so really this year is when we have kind of taken i guess the third stage of the business trajectory from 
like the crowdfunding and through an e-commerce desert and trying to make something work as a D2C brand into now having a clear direction into uh, a market of recovery tech with a, with a solution that doesn't exist there at all. So the first device that we made is this guy here called Flexbeam. This is a wearable infrared therapy device, uh, a recovery device that helps relieve pain and repair muscle and improve performance. It also helps with a lot of other conditions, but it's really specifically designed as a wearable to be worn anywhere on your body that you might mm. uh, have an issue, like where it hurts. It's the only device of its kind that also is designed for uh, specifically to curve around the body. So it's more designed to be more effective this way. So for example, if you have a shoulder issue, it is easy to just put on. You basically just turn it on and it does a 10 minute program giving you right dose of light and so on. And that triggers a process in the body. So in some uh, cases of like acute pains and strains and so on, it will have mostly an immediate effect that people feel it right away that it helps to relieve or like loosen something up. Um, for other kinds of issues like muscle soreness and stiffness and, and sprains and so on, it kickstarts the healing process in the body. So how this works scientifically or the accepted mechanism for how this infrared treatment works is through something called the mitochondria in your cells. And your cells have these powerhouses, the mitochondria, that actually generate all the energy at the cellular level. And so near-infrared light at these very specific wavelengths is clearly shown to stimulate the mitochondria to basically produce more cellular energy to then drive the whole recovery process that your body is going through anyway. So you can achieve uh, a significant sort of a decrease in recovery time through this, like, starting that process. Uh, and because it has local, uh, like where you target it locally, it also improves blood flow in that area and releases mm. endorphins, which is then very helpful for pain management. Uh, so it has this very uh, unique multiplicity of potential benefits, like combining both pain relieving mechanisms with a sort of a, a, a promoting effect in the body to repair and recover faster. What is yeah. your, I mean, if if it is not too complex one, what is your business model then now yeah, in, so, in your phase three? Yeah, so currently we're doing product sales uh, as the the business model that is the driver for the company right now. We're, we're, uh, we have bootstrapped our way pretty much into uh, like selling enough that we make so we, uh, we can uh, grow. But what we are uh, now fundraising for also is uh, a version two, which mm -hmm. would allow us to integrate a software and a data component. Uh -huh. okay. uh, so with the version two, we're looking to develop other 
business service. models. You will have service yeah. as well. We will move in the direction of service, mm-hmm. uh, which we like cannot do. Like a 24-7 with... tracking, something like that, I, I suppose. Yeah, so there's a very growing trend of health tracking has yes, become yes, yes, pretty yes. much mainstream mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. So to have the next version of the device to be uh, integrative with health tracking practices and devices already out there and also to provide some some measurement and data and like through sensors and biofeedback we can also show users what is sort of happening uh right now it's a it's a very advanced piece of hardware but it has it's completely analog and we did it this way because we wanted to demonstrate that there is a market mm. for the product mm-hmm. and because we have the hardware advantage so to speak in our two of our co-founders we could sort of get it rolling and just just prove it uh, but ultimately, I think uh, in the world of health technology and the consumer landscape that's changing, uh, it is all the more important to have uh, interfaces that meet with the consumer at their level of expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this kind of uh, product, the therapy, is really what we are selling and the knowledge around that therapy. So the device is sort of like the infrastructure for the service. Mm-hmm. When you say when you say selling, uh, what kind of how do you make money? Is it uh, mostly e-commerce? Do you have affiliate program? Are there any Instagram uh, stars yeah. involved? Yeah, so the there's model? a combination. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, three pillars of of sales, and like it's advertising driven, and then it's also affiliate or influencer driven, uh, and then we have various sort of reseller partnerships and organic traffic as well. Um, but we see the ambassador, the affiliate program is uh, probably our strongest because this is uh, a word of mouth kind of product. We've always known from the inception, and it's probably why I could take a leap of faith in my own career to kind of jump into this as well, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. to really believe this has a, uh, this will work is uh, this, no matter how long it takes, the word of mouth travels in the favorable direction so the job with marketing has just been to be amplifying the message Mm. that already has at the core with the first users that try it and you know the first ones i interviewed who had like remarkable changes that like life-changing events like that is still in the backbone of what our company was founded on and what we're we know we have something that can really genuinely help people and we can help people to heal themselves rather than have to go to a doctor or an office uh or like something uh, like this you can do things at home to promote your own health like all of this is part of the like it's the core vision of the company when we got started and uh we thought maybe naively at the time we would have multiple products at this point it turns out it takes a long time to get four years to get to this point um but we now have a very sort of exciting view of what we can make in addition and how we can grow the business from from this first device that we created So we really are standing on the cusp of a technological shift or a paradigm shift in uh, how people can treat themselves at home and with this kind of technology. So I'd really encourage any listener interested in uh, joining this rocket ship that we've uh, we've been fortunate enough to be part of to uh, contact me at Bjorn at Recharge.Health. My name is Bjorn at Recharge.Health. Uh, uh, I would love to hear from you. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.